Great teachers don't just come from the classroom. They can be found almost anywhere in your life. That's why we, Wade and Hope King, created this podcast to connect you with the stories, the tools, and the joy you need to take education to the next level. Nowadays, everyone's an educator. Whether you chose that career or not. And we're all in this together. So come on, let's do this. It's time to get your teach on. Check, check, mic check. Yep. Is this this thing on? It's on. We haven't done this in a minute. We are back. Is it on? It is. I think so. Can people hear us? I think they can hear us. Oh my goodness. Here we are. Welcome back. And for for the first time in forever. That's Maverick's favorite song. To the Get Your Teach On podcast. Oh my goodness. It has been a minute. I don't even know how long, but it's been a little while since we've been with our podcast fam. Maybe. We're sorry. We're sorry. Who, where are you from? I said we're sorry. Oh, I thought you said we're sorry. I bet some people who listen to this say sorry. Maybe so. I bet they do. We have been missing from the podcast, and it's kind of exactly about what our first episode is about, which is how to get back on the wagon. Like when you fall off of something, when you fall off of a routine or a habit or a commitment, or you just feel straight up burnt out, mm-hmm. how do you get back on the wagon? Because listen, if we're being honest, really... There was no reason why we weren't doing the podcast other than we were just burnt out. Like we're we, done. We there just have been so many irons in the fire, and sometimes you just have to let things go. And we kept saying we're gonna pick it back up. We're gonna pick it back up, and we never could just pick it back up. We never could make the commitment to just get back to it. And you know, we always want this community to be an honest community, and we never want for y'all to think that we have a podcast because we have all of the answers. This is literally a community of thought partners, mm-hmm. not of people who have it all together. As a matter of fact, if you're here and you have it all together, bye bye. Like, you, why are you even here? Because we never want for our community to think, oh my gosh, Hope and Way, they do these conferences and they work with educators and they speak to people and they have a book and they ha- just because we do all of that, we are sharing the things that have worked for us, not saying that number one, it will work for everybody, or number two, that we have it all yeah, together. We also share things that don't work for us <laughs> as equally, <laughs> like so, this, like anyways, what we just said, that example. There is no excuse for this podcast not having episodes other than the fact that we were just straight up exhausted and we just couldn't do it. Like yeah. we just... We had to prioritize things. And that's, and, that's, and that's very important that you do take a moment to see what's truly important in your life and what you're able to do. And also, I think that too, you know, and we're going to dive into really how do you get back on the wagon? Like how, how yeah. do you commit? How do you commit to sustain something because that's another big piece for us is I wasn't just going to pick up an episode and say, okay, let's just do an episode whenever. That's just not the kind of people that works for some people. And I know there are a lot of podcasts out there that people just hop on, like whenever they have something valuable to, you know, to, to say to the community. Mm -hmm. But for us, I'm like, no, that's not how we function. The only way that I'm going to do this is when I know that I can commit to this for a longer period of time than just an episode every once in a while. And so it really took us some time, as you can see, to be able to get back to where we say, okay, you know what? We actually have things we want to share. We actually feel confident in doing this. We feel like we can commit to it. So let's do it. Yeah. And it's, I I think a lot of people will fall in that rut to where they just feel like that they are obligated to, continue to do something when they can't even do it well. Right. And and that's exactly what happens when you are tired, when you are burnt out and 
Um, one, one thing, as you were talking, I was trying to think about the last time we did a podcast, and I think it was maybe early December. Maybe that was the last one or late November. Either way, but the average time to recover from burnout or or whatever you're doing um, that you're tired of uh, from the Mayo Clinic is 11 weeks, and it's almost it's been a little over 11 I weeks. Think it's been 11 weeks times too. I don't know, but I think, no, I mean, did if you, you count? Uh, yeah, I did. Oh, so, okay. so if it was December, so January, February, March, April, so four months times what? Four, four weeks. Five-ish. Yeah, four, weeks. Four and a half weeks. It's around about 11 weeks wow. uh, that that we truly decide. Okay, this is what we're going to start doing again. We were feeling excited about it. And there you go. And I didn't even realize that until you were talking. I was like, oh, oh man, let me think about that. So, so makes step sense. one then. Step one is <laughs> recognizing that it is okay to step away. Like bottom line, you've got to think about what can you not step away from? Because there are certain things that right. you can't step. Like uh, you can't step away for 11 weeks from being a parent. You can't step away from the classroom for 11 weeks unless it's summertime, right? There are certain, You can't step away from being a spouse for 11 weeks, right? when you're in these committed relationships or you have these commitments. So there are certain things that obviously we cannot step away from completely and entirely. Like we were able just to hang up the podcast and say, okay, well, we will get to it and we will get back to it. Should we decide to, should we make it a priority when we're ready? And so I think that step one is really, you know, evaluating, okay, what are my must do's, right? Yeah. What are my I mean, must it's, it's, it's truly, it's truly examining your options. I mean, that, that's exactly what it is. And that's exactly what you're talking about. Like what, what can I let go of? And what are things that, like, it would be great to be able to say, Hey, I just need a day off of work. Well, not everybody can do that. Right. And so that's not uh, an attainable ask that you can, you, you can really follow through with, with yourself. And so but, looking and seeing what you can actually do is truly important. But what are you doing at work mm-hmm. that you can let go? Because mm-hmm. there are a lot of things at work that you're doing a- as an educator that you can let go of. And, you know, but here's the biggest thing. And I want to go back to what I said for the very first thing is it's to recognize, yep. to give yourself permission that it is okay to hang things up for mm-hmm. a bit. But, mm-hmm. The hang-up process is not going to work if you are allowing yourself to feel guilty about that thing, about mm-hmm. letting that thing go every single day. Listen, I love I love our community, and I love being able to do this podcast, and I feel like it's my own therapy. I tell you all this all the time. I feel like it's my own therapy sessions half the time, but I didn't feel guilty. That was one thing that I did not do. I knew at some point I wanted to get back to it. Our team would constantly say, like, it was, trust me, it was constantly on our agenda for our weekly meetings of, okay, when's the podcast coming back? When's the podcast coming back? And we would talk about it, but truthfully, I never one time felt guilty. And I think that that's why I was so excited to be able to come back to the podcast because, like you said, for roughly 11 weeks or 12 weeks or however long we we hung this hat up. Right. I didn't feel guilty about it. Yeah. The problem is, is if you hang something up, but every time you're reminded of that thing or every time you see that thing or maybe you have FOMO of not doing something, you're feeling guilty for it, that that time away is not going to be valuable because technically you're not getting time away. Yeah, it's and I think that that goes without saying that that fighting that guilt can be very difficult and it, it goes back to just reminding yourself, yeah, I mean, you, you can feel guilty at the beginning, but you have to remind yourself, hey, why am I feeling guilty? What's the underlying cause of me feeling the FOMO or feeling like I'm not doing enough or I should be doing this? And why do I feel guilty about letting it go? It goes back to what's truly important in yeah. that moment. And what 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 can you do effectively? Um 
And if you're not being effective with, let's say, the podcast, if you're not able to give it your all and you don't feel excited about it or a lesson plan or whatever, fill in the blank, why are you truly doing that in that moment? Yes, we have to do things that we don't enjoy all the time, but those things are probably higher up on our priority list. And those are things that we have committed to without wanting to do it necessarily, but it's something that we have to do. Yeah. And you know, you have to really, like you said, evaluate where that guilt is coming from because, you know, there's certain things that that maybe we're saying, okay, I'm going to hang this up, but maybe it's something we truly need. Like maybe it's something that we actually need for our mental health or for, you know, our joy that we have in life. And it's like simple things, you know, like for you, the, if we were, if we're really busy and you not being able to go to the gym, you know, and Mm -hmm. have that outlet that we have talked about many times on this podcast Mm -hmm. and you say, okay, maybe I just need to work out from home and I need to let that go. But then you notice that's affecting or impacting your mental health or your, your outlet, your release then maybe that's not the right thing to sacrifice. And so, you know, I think we have to be very intentional about saying, okay, and this really truly goes back to prioritizing exactly what you're saying. Yeah, it does. Yeah. It goes back to prioritizing what's important, recognizing what you can do on a daily basis sustainably, and then saying, okay, now to be able to do that, what do I need to let go of to make sure these things are happening? And that was what happened for us with this podcast. There were a lot of other just more important things that we had to say yes to, which means that we have to say no to things. that. Mm-hmm. And it's not that we don't enjoy this podcast. We enjoy this podcast, but it's a matter of we had to say no to be able to say yes to the things that we were prioritizing. Yeah, and I mean, just, just kind of uh, go back just a little bit, just to even understand what burnout truly is. I mean, burnout isn't a, a, a medical condition, but there are underlying causes that definitely contribute to burnout that are medical conditions, such as depression, anxiety, stress. Those type of things can lead to emotional exhaustion mm-hmm. that will eventually reduce your sense of accomplishment, motivation, and pretty much leave up your personal identity. Like, like, who are you? Are you, a lot of us get caught in that rut of, Hey, this is who I am. That's why I have to do this. I, I, this is why I feel guilty because this is who I am. And we've talked a lot about on this podcast that, Hey, I am more than a teacher. I'm more than a parent. I'm more than a spouse. Well, you are human, right? So what makes up who you are at the end of the day and exploring that and exploring your options on why you feel this way is truly, truly important into understanding what you can let go of and what you can hang up in that moment. Yeah. So kind of just going back, because we're going to move on to some other things too. Number one, it's giving yourself permission to recognize that it is okay to let go, Mm -hmm. to hang up some things. And it doesn't mean that you can't come back to it. Number two, it's about examining your options, really prioritizing and saying, okay, what do I let go Mm -hmm. of? What are the things that I can, because letting go is a commitment. Like it it truly is a commitment. It's something that you have to be intentional not to let yourself fall back into something to be able to have the opportunity to get back on the wagon to say, okay, I'm ready to do this once again. Mm -hmm. Um, So the next thing is really taking back control of what it is, those things that you do, you know, a lot of times there are things outside of our control and we, we have a lot of conversations about those. And a lot of times we hyper fixate on those things because those are the things that always in life are going to annoy us the most. Yeah. Why? Because we have no control. Over right. Them, right. But taking that control of what we can control. Yeah. And not thinking that, well, the, the, the whatever's put you in the situation of burnout or overstressed or, or whatever the situation is, 
you can't control that because that's already happened. What you can control is, is the healing component from that. And so you have to think about, okay, this is, this is what's happened. This is the way I'm feeling about this situation right now. But in this moment, these are the choices that I have control of to make this better. Um, think about, and this is something else I was thinking about when you were just talking, summertime for teachers, right? Summertime for teachers. How, how long is a typical summer break for teachers, Hope? I mean, it depends on your uh, the, the region, system, the system, but, but average. I would say, what is it? About, Seven to 11 yeah, weeks, weeks or so, right? Roughly. Oh, my gracious. Listen to that. About seven to 11 weeks of breaks. Mm, what were we talking about earlier? The recovery for burnout, right? It takes about 11 weeks. Uh-huh. It takes about 11 weeks. And so that I, it's probably by happenstance, but <laughs> what, what we can think of if we are in the situation right now of feeling burnout, feeling exhausted, feeling overstressed, what can you control? Well, you can control what you do during that time, what you do during that recovery time, what do you need to take control of in that situation? And you can start planning for a new year coming up to de, I guess, escalate the stresses that have caused you to be put in the situation right now. Yeah. And you know, I mean, I think that that truly goes back to when you are able to step away really evaluating what was causing that burnout Mm -hmm. and seeing, okay, what is it? What are the commitments that I now need to make to move forward Mm -hmm. in a direction that maybe it's not that you're never going to get burnt out again, but how do I move in a a forward direction to where I'm not going to get burnt out as fast, or I'm not going to feel stressed as fast or exhausted as fast, right? It's really about that sustainability component. And the only way that we can do that is to truly focus on what we can control. I talk often about, you know, I've learned so much just about in my mental health journey of struggling with anxiety and depression, just of capacity, right? And about the capacity of our brains and how as humans, we only have so much thought capacity to be able to give to things. And if our capacity is being consumed by thinking of all of the things that we can't control about education, a lot of times what that means is that we're going to be miserable people because our capacity is completely consumed on all the things that we cannot control, thus making zero change, thus moving forward in no direction whatsoever, but feeling stuck. And I feel like a lot of educators do get in places, I have been there as well, where we feel stuck. And if I'm being honest, in those periods of time where I feel stuck, I am most focused on the things that I can't control which makes complete sense about why I, why I feel stuck because the things I can't control, there's going to be no movement forward. And so I think a lot of times that leads to burnout too, is when we feel like we're working so hard and we're getting nowhere whatsoever. Yeah. Well, really evaluate. Yeah. What is my capacity? What is my energy being extended towards? Is it being extended towards things that I can control, which means I'm going to see movement and progress or is it being extended to things that are outside of my control, which means I'm going to feel a constant state of being stuck? Yeah, being stuck and, and feeling guilty, because I think that's where the guilt comes from sometimes is we, we put as humans and especially as educators, we, we put so much pressure on ourselves to do everything at, at a rate or at a level that is really not attainable. We, we want to do the best we can, obviously, 24-7 all the time. Yeah. Um, but the last part, I guess, well, of this from, from my point of view is, and this is something that, that I learned a long time ago, leave work at work. Like what you can do is, is what you can do effectively. 
at your job. Yes, you have to do things at home. Um, yes, there are mandates that are put on us as teachers and as people, but we have got to make sure that, listen, if I'm, if I'm at work from whatever time of the day is till the clock or till the bell rings, that's what I'm doing. That's what I'm pouring into. But people always say, well, how, how, mm-hmm. how do I do that? And I know we've had a, an episode. Yeah, Go back have. and listen right. to Lanisha Tab's episode. Not, mm-hmm. um, but where she said that she talked about the year that she just left everything at work. And people always ask her, how do you do it? And she said, I just did. But it just makes logical sense because, listen, if you're burnt out, but you're still trying to do all the work, the reality is you're not doing the work well anyways. Right. So by leaving it at work, what then, what capacity do you open up to do a better job when you're there, Mm -hmm. thus probably seeing more progress because again, you're allowing yourself to have those periods of rest for sure. Um, So we've talked about giving permission. We've talked about really examining your options. What can you commit to Mm -hmm. letting go of? Mm -hmm. What do you need to to jump off the wagon? It is okay to jump off the wagon. You can always get back on. Like there, it's not a permanent decision, right? No. what can we take back control of and really focusing our efforts, our energy that we do have on those things that we have control of? And then finally, the last thing is really paying attention to your needs. Yeah. So what what, what do you need? What, what do you need to start healing? Yes, the all the, 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 the previous examples are ways that you can start that healing process. But what do you need specifically as Wade King, as Hope King, as fill in the blank? Um, if, if work is causing you that burnout and that exhaustion, which a lot of educators, that's what happens. And we signed up for it and we know it, but that just doesn't make it better. It it would be great to say that, that we do take that time off, that we do take that time to escape, that we do take our vacation days, which we encourage you to take your vacation days because they're given to you for a reason, (laughs) right? Take them because you need them. But we as teachers, we know if we're outside of the classroom, we're feeling guilty about it. We're like, man, our kids are there. That's what we're doing. So what can we do? Because that guilt will always be there, I think, at least a little bit. What what can we do to make it a little bit better to heal ourselves? Well, some simple things. And these are things that you've heard all the time, but they truly, truly can make a difference. Schedule your time to sleep. Get as much restful sleep as you can control. Yes, we, we know that there are lots of variables out there. But you need to understand that sleep is important. No one gets a badge of honor for saying that they slept. I slept four hours. I slept for three and a half hours last night and I am here. (laughs) No one cares. Number one, Um, get your sleep. You'll be more effective by doing that. And understanding that I think is is one of those things that, that, that you truly have to go through to to really see the effects of that. And so we, we challenge you guys to schedule that time to be in the bed. Schedule that time to where you're, if you watch TV in the bed, turn that TV off. Wake up at a, at a decent time in the morning. Get those solid hours of sleep. Spend time with loved ones, but don't overdo it. We all need time for ourselves too. So take time for yourself, whatever that looks like. You need to do. You do need to spend that time with your loved ones, with your family, with your distant relatives, or your kids, or your spouse, or whatever it may be. But also carve out some time for yourself. We everyone needs that. And then try to do something to where you're getting up, to to where you're moving. I don't care if you're walking around the block doing something physically every single day. It doesn't have to be something excruciating. It doesn't have to be something to where you're pouring sweat. But physical activity and movement is definitely important. I know as teachers, we're always on our feet. We're always going. And so we can count that, obviously, into what we're doing. But if it is the weekend, get outside, get that sun, move a little bit. 
Yeah. And, you know, I think that, too, it's important to recognize that when you fall off the wagon, a lot of times we've broken habits and that when we make the effort, the conscious choice, the decision, whatever it may be to get back on the wagon, that it's not just going to be just because we've had that rest that it's going to be easy. No. Yeah. It, it never. It never. Yeah. We mm-hmm. were uh, sitting in church a couple weeks ago, actually, and um, I have always talked about how. Science tells us it takes 21 days to create a habit that, you know, that's why there's that diet that's like the 21 day fix or something like that, because it's 21 days. Um, But our pastor was sharing that it actually takes 66 days. Is that right? Yeah, it's a long time. And I was like, and he he said, based on more research, based on what, you know, all of the science and the research behind it, he said 66 days. And I was like, whoa. Which makes a lot of sense, actually, because, you know, I've done a lot of things for 21 days and I still haven't been in that habit. And I've gotten on the wagon and then fallen back off and then gotten on the wagon and fallen back off. And I feel like that's where a lot of times, especially like with things for me personally, like for things that I need, like physical health and and those types of things. And uh, there's always so much guilt and shame associated with that. And so I think we have to recognize, okay, when we're ready to hop back on, whatever that is, like we are going to have to give ourselves time. Yep. And make sure that we have the time every day to commit to that thing um, because it is going to take a while to get back. So it doesn't mean that just because we've relaxed or we've rested or we've stepped away from that thing that we're going to go back to it and all of a sudden, bam, it's just going to be the easiest thing we've ever done. Right. I would love to say, okay, I'm going to take 11 weeks off from the gym. And then all of a sudden, boom, I'm just going to be able to get back in there and I'm going to have the excitement and the enthusiasm. Yeah. For the first week. Yeah, for the first couple of times, but then what does it mean after that? So you've got to have a plan in place to say, okay, now that I'm making a choice mm-hmm. and I'm committing to getting back on the wagon for this thing, mm-hmm. I've got to make sure that I have time in my day to truly commit to that so it's not that I'm just adding something else on my plate, but perhaps that I'm taking something else away to be able to give time for this very thing. Yeah, and as you're talking, it's, it's just a reminder that all of these little hints and tips that we're telling you guys that they all go hand in hand. I mean, you, you have to understand what's truly important, what you can let go of, what you can control, what you can't control. Is it okay to feel guilty? Um, is it okay that you, 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 uh, got off the wagon for a day or two and then you're jumping back on? Yes. All of those things. And so we just want to encourage you guys. We, we, we want to just say how, how challenging it is to, fulfill your purpose, but it's also challenging to, to overcome that exhaustion and that stress and everyone feels it and you're not alone. Um, no one's alone in it because at some point we all get in that rut and as educators, we get in that rut very often and we are so tired and burnt out, but that's no- normal. We want to minimize that. We, we want to encourage you guys to to follow, follow through with what you've committed to it. And we want you to make that commitment. We, we want you to take care of yourselves, to be the best version of yourself that you can be for yourself, obviously, but then also for the people that you love and care about. Yeah. So essentially, if you're, if you've fallen off the wagon a good, you know, several hundred times, thousand maybe, you're, we just want to let you know you're in good company. Okay. You are in good company. We are right there along with you falling off many wagons and listen, because we're, we're hopping back on this podcast means we're probably falling off another wagon, right? So that's going to be something else that we're going to have to look at and adjust. Um, so we just wanted to really set that foundation for that, you know, as part of this community, community, Mm-hmm. community community community, community. <laughs> we are going to continue just to 
you know, first of all, speak our truth. And just because it's our truth doesn't mean that it's everybody's truth, but speak the truths of things that we experience every single day. Because just because we, you know, have a small platform in education by no means means that we have it all together. And we don't ever want for anyone to think that or even compare yourself to another educator or another somebody that, you know, appears to have it all together because I, I assure you, I assure you, the minute that they appear to have it all together is probably when it's all falling apart. That's what I have come to learn about my yes. life right there. So anyways, find out what you need to maybe jump off the wagon on for a little while. Find out maybe if there's something that you need to jump back on the wagon and give yourself permission to be able to commit to those things if that is what you need for your own joy, for your own happiness, but also um, for your happiness and joy as an educator. It's okay to fall off. It's okay to let go. The sure wagon is. will circle back around. It will pick you up when you are ready. And um, so that's that's, that's our it. story. That's our story of not being on this podcast for a while, you guys. <laughs> there and, you go. And again, I'm sure that at some point you will see us fall off this wagon again. Expect it. It's going to happen. Um, but for now, we are excited to have a lot of episodes coming up. Oh, yeah. We are going to be talking um, a lot of things that actually have been current and relevant in our life. We're going to be talking um, just about about shame and guilt. That's something Mm -hmm. that we have been dealing Mm -hmm. a lot with on this journey as educators, as educators who also have a get your teach on platform and what that looks like for us. But it's something that a lot of educators face as we pour into others and then have our own families to pour into. Um, We're going to be talking about really busting the the myth that um, engagement is fluff or that, you know, this exciting way of teaching or trailblazing a new way of teaching is fluff. We're going to be talking about those things. Plus, we have a lot of really incredible guests that are going to be on this podcast because you certainly don't just want to hear the two of us. So we are going to bring in a lot of um, incredible individuals to share their wisdom and heart with you. Some of those individuals will be with us this summer. Yes, at the the National National Conference. Conference. It'll be awesome. We are counting down the days to Orlando. So we've got lots of fun things coming up. So, um... We're getting on this back. We're getting back on this wagon in a, in a big Heck way. Heck yeah! Um, if we do something, we want to do it as as good as we can. That's right. And so, so that's that, and that's another sign that you need to just take a break and then you get back after it. We're excited to be back with you guys. Bring you guys some awesome content. Thank you so much for still being here. Make sure that you share this podcast out if you enjoyed something. Tag us. We always love hearing the things yeah, that do. you guys enjoyed about the podcast. Share it with your teacher friends. Share it with your fellow educators. Um, the bigger we always talk about, the bigger we grow this community, the more we learn, the stronger we all become together. So yep. until then, welcome back. Get your Teach On Podcast family. And yeah. we will see you guys next time. Bye.